0: You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network.
1: This is '80s Revisited. I'm your producer Jesse Sedgley, and now your hosts Daniel Santangelo and Trey Harris. Your shirt. Sure? Take it off.
0: What?
2: Take off your shirt before I cut you out from under it. Take off your shoes.
3: Take off your shoes!
0: can't do this. Run! No! (laughs) Ah! Ah!
3: Ah! Welcome back to 80s Revisited, live here on YouTube, live here in person as well, but you're probably, if you're listening to this podcast, it's not live, but it was we'll live at one do point. it live. It was, was live at one point. That's right. We're back after a short little break due to scheduling conflicts and me being out of town going on amazing adventures and such, but that's a story for another time. Today, it's about the deadliest of prey. Move over John Matrix, John Rambo, John McClane, who are those fuckers? Right. One name stands above
1: them all. And this music personifies <laughs> that person. It's his theme song. Of course... Mike Danton. Mike oh, Danton.
3: I really hope you guys had a, and girls had a chance to watch this on YouTube. The full movie is available on YouTube. Just search Deadly Prey full film. It will say 1988. But there's where a lot of confusion about this cultiest of cult movies comes in. Because, of course, we're on episode number 86. We're, we're doing a movie from 86. This was made in 86, wasn't unfortunately released until 87, and the guy on YouTube says 88. So he's definitely wrong. But when we were researching movies to do for each year, Wikipedia had this one listed as a 1986 film, hence it's 86 and not next week. But regardless, we're talking. This is probably, honestly, the only. Po- well, there's millions of podcasts, so maybe one or two other ones ever. So you're in for a treat. One of. I mean, your chances are greater of winning the lottery than hearing another podcast about deadliest, Deadly Prey.
1: So buy a ticket. So the chances are
3: things that can only go up from here.
1: Can I give them a little. History
3: Oh yeah, please
1: um, History with Daniel
2: <laughs> All three of us have already seen this movie We uh, had a night a few years back What was it, 3M?
1: Yeah, yeah M3. It M3. M3 M3, yeah <laughs> M3 movie. It was a bunch of men
2: <laughs> We went and eat some, uh We went to Texas Day Brazil If y'all if you don't know what that is It's called a churrascaria or something like that Yeah, so some C word yeah, yeah, basically Chupacabra
1: you all kinds
2: <laughs> all kinds of meat you would like. So we there's probably ten, twelve of us went and ate there. Then we went to Jesse's house at the time and watched this movie. Which was <laughs> that was a good memory. Like that yeah, that was awesome. It was awesome. one like, of the greatest moments yeah.
3: of all of our lives. <laughs> so
2: uh, one of the kind of the rare things is we've all three seen this movie.
3: And we all, actually yeah. we all saw it for the first time. Yep. Yeah. At the first, you know, that was literally the first time because it was actually Matt. I think was it Matt? Yeah. They kind of yeah. stumbled upon mm-hmm. upon like a clip from the movie, right? And, and then like it and, and it. shared it, and like immediately were like, we have to see this movie, <laughs> and it was like a virus that spread and took over us, and we got the movie, and it, it's literally this is literally a life changing movie. <laughs> like, I mean, we we've done the greats on this show. We've done Blade Runner. We've done. Uh, the Shining you know we've done Ghostbusters Willow we've done some of the greatest movies not just of the 80s but of all time but this episode is literally I think it's safe to say this is the greatest movie ever made <laughs> I mean there's action yeah, on episode there's drama so. I mean honestly we shouldn't even do any more after this because it's like you know we're <laughs> dropping the mic on this this is deadly prey Pipe bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But uh, theatrically, it actually released November 2nd, 1987 on video. Well, I said theatrically, but uh, that was the cl- the earliest date I had of an actual release. And in parentheses, it said video because there's, as I'm, you're about to see from the facts I'm about to give, there's not much about this movie because it's, it's literally one of those movies that you would go to a, your video store back in the day and you would just see it in the action section. You never would have heard of it before. Uh, you know, a direct-to-video or is,
2: you would probably see it in the action section at one in five. <laughs> yeah, like not you <laughs> know what, places, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. It, this wasn't one that was uh, widely distributed. Mm. Uh, never. I mean, it might. It, I assume it might have come on television at some point. Maybe, maybe in like you know TBS at one a.m. <laughs> yeah. or something. You know, or an episode of Up All Night. But this is not a movie that uh, you. This is not, probably not a movie you, you wouldn't have seen unless. Uh, accident I guess or you know th- mm-hmm. the magic of YouTube which is how we found it but uh, so again I'm telling you right now if you have not seen this the whole movie's on YouTube it's an hour and 28 minutes of 100% awesomeness you will not regret spending that much of your time watching it you, in fact you'll probably watch it again immediately after it's over because it's that good but anyway surprisingly <laughs> IMDb 6.0 Hmm. which is pretty high for this kind of, of movie. Out of six, right? Yeah. <laughs> Out of two. <laughs> Out of two, nice. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I wouldn't have thought that. Uh, me either. I was yeah. expecting like, you know, three, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, no critics scores. <laughs> <laughs> However, 64% of the audience loved it. So, kind of a congruent saver to IMDb and uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Zero info on the entire internet <laughs> regarding the budget, the opening, and the domestic gross. This movie is like trying to find Mike Denton in the woods. You, you, in, try, trying to find, trying to find info. In this movie is like trying to find Mike Denton in the woods. It has to find you and murder you brutally, by slinging a two hundred pound tree branch into your face or or
2: cutting your arm you. before scalping yeah. you, using you and throwing <laughs> you into a tree trunk.
1: I guess around a forty million dollar budget <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Actually, this is a snuff I mean, film. To pay it's all real like that. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's just all real. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, Feels real.
3: I mean, the realism... I mean, more so than any... Ra- even the latest Rambo, you know, going for... The, or, uh, Private Ryan, you know, that gritty realism Spielberg and uh, Stallone were going for. Don't compare to this. It's... I mean, it's flawless. I mean, you got a Roddy Piper wannabe for your villain. <laughs> one of your villains. You know, it's just... It's, am- it's an amazing film. But uh, written and directed by David Pryor whose other works include Raw (laughs) Justice, Killer Workout, and the 2013 sequel to this movie, Deadliest Prey.
1: Oh. Uh,
3: In the lead as the greatest action hero of all time, Mike Danton, uh, Ted Pryor, the brother of the writer and director David Pryor. He was also in Born Killer, Sledgehammer, and reprised his role in Deadliest Prey. And it should be noted to everybody, we are going to spoil everything about this movie, (laughs) so be warned, that nothing's off limits regarding the plot as we're talking about these people because it all must be discussed. Yeah. Uh Troy Donahue was Michelson. He was also he was the only person on this entire cast list that actually played in a movie of repute. He was in The Godfather Two. And also the Johnny Depp Crybaby, which our female so listeners he
1: name roles or just
3: I believe so. I didn't I just saw I was like, Wow, that's pretty impressive for somebody who played in this movie. <laughs> but he's he's the old guy that gets uh mm-hmm. shot by the grandfather. No, uh the other guy. Uh, name, whatever his name is but anyway uh, Cameron Mitchell was Jamie's father that's literally how he's credited <laughs> he was also in such films as Blood and Black Lace and Carousel uh, Suzanne Tara was the lovely Jamie one of the greatest actresses mm-hmm. I've ever seen on film she was also in the television series General Hospital as well as Dream On
2: she she has a, a certain line that just makes me tear up and
3: it's so mm-hmm. delivered I mean you know people like watch <clears throat> Les Miz and see Anne Hathaway sing mm-hmm. I Dream a Dream and tear up you know you ain't seen nothing until you see... Uh, You'll know the line. ...Suzanne Tara in this movie, because it's... It, it, I mean, it would, it would make Mike Denton cry. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, he kind of does cry several times in this movie, so that's kind of a bad analogy. Because, <laughs> I mean, real men cry. I mean, that, that's the depth of this character. He will rip your own arm off and beat you to death with it, but, he'll you know, he's, things he, make he him sad. He cries at Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, you know, it's sad <laughs> when you know you think Beast is dead after that rose <laughs> petal falls. Not that I cried, but, you know. Uh, Fritz Matthews as Thornton. He was also in Born Killer and Operation Warzone. And he reprised his role in Deadliest Prey, the sequel. However, he died in this movie. <laughs> now, granted, we haven't... We're, we're actually... You know, Daniel told you the story, how we having we had a night about the original. We have the sequel, but we haven't watched it yet because we had everybody together. So we have no idea. Like, that's the exciting thing. Mm. How is he back? Is he going to have one arm and no hair? <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say what's going to happen here? But uh, David Campbell was Hogan, the main antagonist. He was also in the Killing Machine, Twisted Justice, and although his fate is ambiguous in this movie, he also returns in the sequel, Deadliest Prey, 2013. So nice. the speculation—I mean, did Dan like just forget he was looking for him or something at the <laughs> end of this movie, and like, or has he been searching for him all this time? He's really good at hiding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: He has gills.
1: Well, and at like, and yeah. Something. I should have told him to run. <laughs> he
3: did train. He did train Dan, so he probably like knows some yeah. little. Here's that, the things I didn't teach you. That's like, I, I'm. I mean, I've been staring at this file on my computer since I got the file for the sequel. Like, I, maybe if I just watch a little, like, no, 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 God, can't. I want to know. Like, does it open? Like, does it pick up where this one left off? Right. But, like, they're standing there like they are today. Like, run, right. and then like you know, ten years later.
1: Like, or does it where did it to pick
3: up right <laughs> okay. where it left off <laughs> but that's uh, that's something for another time which we will report back once we see it but uh, <laughs> that's the cast again we're talking about a movie here this is again to me this is probably the most cultiest movie I've ever seen I mean Rocky Horror Picture Show is a cult classic you know Army of Darkness is considered a cult classic but those are popular cult classics most popular cult classics most people know of those movies or have heard of them in some form or fashion but this, like, this is like the the deep web. You have to know. You have to be in the know about this movie. And I hope that this podcast, this episode in
1: particular, puts you in that know. We're bringing them all in. Exactly.
2: In my, in my single days, I
1: would bang <laughs> Mike Danton? What do you mean your <laughs> single days? <laughs> no, Mike Penn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look uh, at him. You know, you see, John in that waterbed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's so many things about this movie that
3: you. And honestly, people, you just
1: have to watch it.
2: He wears the jean shorts to bed, right? I mean, mm-hmm. doesn't
3: uh, he have one? It's like Daisy Dukes. No, it's not
2: even. Like, no, he doesn't have one yet. <laughs> he stubs
1: his toe in yeah. out of bed. Why aren't water beds popular anymore? Because I don't know. Maybe because of this. Because are water beds. <laughs> That's true.
3: <laughs> uh, not a, too many <laughs> water beds in Alaska. Fix his hair.
2: Oh, he does have jean shorts on. <laughs>
3: there's a missing. There's a deleted scene where he, <laughs> he puts his <laughs> pants on. But uh, anyway, so you know, there's not really much to say, like regarding you know, what, one of the things we like to do on the podcast is like you know, have you seen this movie before, No, Because like we said, we all saw it at the same time. So I think the best way to handle this movie is just to talk about how awesome it is. Yeah. So uh, the- but, but, go ahead. No, I just say because
2: uh, <laughs> it's, it's a nice placement so for the coffee pot, by the way.
3: And again, you, you, <laughs> a lot of the, our observations about this are. Heavily because we've seen the amazingness. It's it's playing in front of us right now. So if you're like, and on YouTube, these guys are just talking about some movie that you know I don't know what they're talking about. Go watch this movie. Stop the podcast. Watch it and come back and listen to this podcast because it'll you'll you'll appreciate what we're talking about. And we're actually watching the scene. This is how he gets abducted. He's taking out the garbage, giving directions, and again, this is Mike Danton. Who by the end of the movie, you know he's the greatest badass ever. He just gets taken out immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Like, ugh. I and mean, he looks like MacGyver. He's got like that MacGyver mullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess blonde highlights. And he lives in a house with a chain link. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a prison or something. It's <laughs> just weird. It's just so great. Uh, it's a bad he, neighborhood. Like, uh, if I won the lottery, one of my dream projects would be, you know, Mike Danton versus Predator. <laughs> it wouldn't last long, dude. No, it would have to, like there have to be like an army of predators. Like uh, is he, he is the ultimate game. So, you know, in fact, in the first thing the predators would come back, kill Schwarzenegger, kill Stallone, kill Van, D- kill all the Expendables pretty much, and then they're like, you know, translated. There's only one deadly prey left on Earth, and Mike Dan's like the last man, and like he literally kills every predator because yep. he doesn't need a cloak. He just climbs a tree. Four feet above your head, and he's invisible.
1: Yeah, that's
3: true. An entire squad is like, "Where'd he go?" And they camera pans up one foot, and there he is in the tree right above him. No foliage; it's a dead tree.
2: He also has a very—if um, uh, he's actually running away from predator, I don't think he would. But he has that light. He's that of dainty run. walk. Like. Yeah, he, you couldn't hear him running through the yeah. the brush. And I stuff. think
3: that's his secret. You know, like when we run, we we run like we run. You know. Yeah. Like you know, you, our YouTube people can see. You know, we we run normal. What I would say normal, you know. But he's like he runs like he's, like he's on a high he, wire or something. Like he's, or, yeah, he doesn't want to <laughs> step in stickers. Yeah, like if you're running, yeah, and like. <laughs> and he makes no sound. You know, that, I, I guess that's the trick. It's something to learn from Mike Dent. Mm. God, I wish the people
2: would would see this because we're there's a lot of things we're going to be talking about, and they're gonna be like what.
1: You know, yeah. I mean, oh, the people listening. Yeah, yeah
3: cuz I mean, this is we're watching the scene now. Oh, Our YouTube man. viewers can This is the reveal of Danton, like ready for battle, like sweaty, <laughs> mullet blowing in the breeze. George and in fact, George Washington, uh, I think football. it was on this podcast. We were when uh on one episode when we were mentioned it or something or maybe it was between episodes where he said he hated that he blinked in that shot. <laughs> or like when it was panning yeah. up, he said he like yeah. blinked or something and he hated the fact that he
1: did that or something.
3: <laughs> yeah. Cuz uh And little, we got to draw at straws here for like some trivia, because there's nothing about this film. (laughs)
1: If only Uh, the guy would contact us so we could talk to him.
3: There's that run. (laughs) And uh, it's funny, uh, because of course, I just got back from California last week, but uh, this was filmed in Riverside, California, which Mm -hmm. I was in Riverside, California. Didn't know until actually today when I was prepping my notes for the show. I was like, damn, I probably (laughs) could could have found the woods. And just (laughs) like, this is, you know, there's probably a house there now or some shit. Because again, this was in the uh, late sacred ground in the late
1: '80s. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually exactly what it is in the movie. <laughs> it has a big chain link fence around it. I walk in, there's like, take <laughs> off <up> your shoes.
3: <laughs> I just, I'm I just, just looking. <laughs> what are you doing?
1: <laughs> run, run.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, I was literally right there. And in fact, fun fact about Riverside, California: there's a huge uh, airplane museum there, like outdoor, like. Uh, It's one of the few museums where it actually has functioning jets on display. Hmm. So, there's a fun fact for you. That's all I got about Riverside, California. (laughs) But it now has uh, a new level of intrigue for me that this is where it was filmed. And uh, Honestly, uh, it's basically Mecca. (laughs) It's a Mecca for action (laughs) movie fans. (laughs) Some people go to the Michael Myers. There's the log shot. He just takes... I mean, okay, you know, in the beginning of Commando, well, you might, well, you've seen Commando, Uh Daniel, like, you know, the opening shot, I believe it's the opening shot where he's carrying the log. Yeah. Or when you're introduced to him, I should say. I don't think it's the opening shot, but, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger's carrying a tree trunk, (laughs) you know, one handed on his shoulder. Uh Mike Danton just swung something as big as that into this dude's face. Good aim, too. And, like, stealth, like, the dude didn't even hear him. (laughs) He's carrying that through the woods and just jumps down, fatality. I mean, he's. Well, I mean, look at this. Ooh. Oh, this is amazing! Just picks him up and breaks his Break. back on the tree. <laughs> Again, oh, that's the best, guys and gals. You have to watch this movie. You will, <laughs> your life. It, look, if you're contemplating suicide, if you're at a low point in your life, or if you just got married and had a kid and won the lottery, the first, regardless, either of those extremes, you should be watching this movie right now. So if there's a guy in the Mississippi
2: about to jump off. Yeah, he's public, like, are like here. Watch this on YouTube. <laughs> Somebody with their phone, like, hey, watch this. He's like laughing. He lets go of the rail life. by accident. He's <laughs> so quiet about everything, too, and ninja in his approach. <laughs> and look at the camouflage.
3: <laughs> like the, the two branches on his chest.
0: Let you live. Do you understand? Mouth breather. Where are we? <laughs> 70, 75
3: miles southeast of Los Angeles. Which is almost we're roughly where Riverside is. <laughs> I'm wondering. Because <laughs> it's right at the foot of the mountain where Big Bear is, and Big
1: Bear is like two hours away from south? L.A.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow. The colonels don't believe in war games. It's like maybe southeast, maybe? Something like that.
1: Wasn't it rain- uh, snowing? <laughs> it snowed like one day we were there. In south of L.A. Oh, yeah, but
3: I mean, you're you're, you're at 7,000 feet. Uh, so, wow, that's so crazy. You know, well, I'll, I'll get to that one. I'll leave to the, like, I'll, yeah. kind of, like it's it is crazy. Like the, mm. you know, you see uh, different temp, like climates. I mean, we're in the desert in the morning, in the yeah. mountains and snow in the afternoon. It's like, <laughs>
1: you know, you're like how does this place I exist? I didn't bring winter clothes. It's like I'm in an MMO or something. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, fast, you know, Hearth uh, Hearth uh, back to the Winterfell, <laughs> wherever the fuck it's called. Uh, but yeah. This, uh in fact for the short version of this movie just to get you excited just there, I think there's like you know Deadly Prey best scenes mm-hmm. and it's like five minutes you I know? think that's how I first stumbled on it yeah just to kind of give you an idea and a- again after you watch that ten times you're gonna be like god I should just watch the movie <laughs> and then you go watch the movie mm-hmm. and look I mean honestly this movie is so great that night we all watched it we then watched it pretty much again in slow motion <laughs> yeah, like did. just to watch all the kills and all the people like mm-hmm. slow motion talking in fact uh, was it Jeremy that kept cracking up? <laughs> There's a line in here. Again, this is a spoiler, so if you don't want the intact, you know, a main plot point of this film revealed to you, you know, cover yours for about ten pause seconds. It,
1: pause it now. Go watch it on YouTube.
3: But uh, when Ho- Hogan basically rapes Mike Denton's wife, <laughs> and then uh, her dad shows up, <laughs> and they're like, he's like trying to negotiate her release, and then she, she just randomly screams. Hee! About as, almost, you know, I mean, about as well acted as I just did it is how it's right. done in the film. <laughs> but uh,
1: then that's we want a similarity to, like, The Room. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Room had a lot of random lines just thrown And it. just awkwardly. I have breast cancer.
3: <laughs> that was well, like, that's great. Or, like, yeah,
1: just, okay. <laughs> okay. So, big f- fans of The Room would appreciate it. Oh, definitely. Like, like,
2: that would be a. Uh, hey, we gotta see you dead. <laughs>
1: And he's gone. I mean, like a, like a ghost. Oh, I, thought, I thought
2: that was coming up soon. You did.
1: You did. <laughs> I
2: thought he was in this little underbrush.
1: That underbrush area. That's like his home point. Yeah. He's <laughs> it. like, they can't ever find it. No, it's like super... Like his Danton cave. Neverland, basically. <laughs> he fakes a
3: spear in three seconds. Yeah. Throws it. And it goes through a dude.
2: Through his spine. Yeah. <laughs> They all run back, but they didn't see him in that yeah. little yeah. moment that he turned to... Well, Again, this isn't going to be very fun went... to somebody who hasn't watched this, but if you have watched it, oh, y'all are probably Jerry talking to us right now Jerry. as well. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know what we're saying. Mm. But uh, here's a little bit of trivia that I could... Can... You found some? Well, I had to kind of <laughs> make it, not make it up, but I had to like, you know, I won't talk about this in the movie, but I'll say it's quote-unquote trivia, one of which that was filmed in Riverside, California, so... <laughs> That's the first tidbit, but uh, this basic story of you know hunting man. Of course, the title "Deadly Prey." Turn it uh, up real
2: quick. Hold on, I gotta hear it. You did.
3: <laughs> so glad he out. lets him know about it before he actually stabs them. And it's so great because he catches them so unaware; <laughs> they can't even scream. It's just like, and then he'll say his line and kill him. Like he, he's so terrifying and he's such exudes such manliness that it, it just leaves you know. Commandos, speechless. It's in, it's incredible. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's the greatest movie ever made. Uh, but again, the you know this kind of concept of a story all kind of relates back to uh, uh, Richard Connell's *The Most Dangerous Game*, you know, which is uh, also supposedly one of the books that inspired the Zodiac Killer because he quoted it in one of his uh, famous letters. But you know, some of the other movies in this vein. Uh, of course, you got Rambo too, basically, where he or even the first First Blood, although they're not hunting him directly, they're trying to find him. But also uh, the Van Dam classic Hard Target, basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the Ice t not so classic, surviving the game, although Rutger Hauer is in it. And then uh, of course the Schwarzenegger classic Running Man with a futuristic take on Hunting Man. So this premise is a very overused, well-known plot
1: device. The pest.
3: Uh, but John, yeah, well, Lee Quisamo? Yeah. Yeah, pretty <laughs> m- Good call. Exactly. You know, so Hunting Man is, uh, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a simple premise, but again, you might have seen Hard... I'm sure you've probably seen Hard Target, John Wu's best American film, one of Van Damme's best, The Running Man, Schwarzenegger, classic, one of, you know, has some of his best one-liners. That is Sub-Zero, actually my favorite one. Sub-Zero, now plane zero. <laughs> and just such a great one. But this movie is better than all of those combined. Exactly. I mean, if it was Hard Target Running Man, or Running h- Target Hard Man, you hard. know... <laughs> hard Man It's an organic running. podcast. I just, we just talk and things happen. But uh, it would still not compare to the amazingness of this movie. It's, uh, it's just amazing. And again, this... Slash agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, like we, uh, it was like we mentioned, the sequel was released because of the cult status yeah. of this movie. And again, this isn't apparently in an interview he said that uh, some theaters in California actually like held like a night and they played it as like one of their cult nights or whatever and it drew a big crowd so I mean there are you know you, some of you might have seen this already and I'm like oh thank god there's a podcast that has the balls to talk about deadly prey <laughs> but uh yeah and then uh, it also should be it should be noted that this film has never officially been released on DVD ouch but that's why we got YouTube, The YouTube has the entire movie on there that's how we watched it uh, that's how you can be watching it right now as we are. Yeah. Uh, how many hits does it have? Just curious, just to and kind of see the spread of it. Or so. Yeah. Oh, uh, 1.6 million. Let's give that to two people. Come on. Let's push it to two. Oh, look at the first comment. It's like an 11-year-old wrote the script. I can't disagree with
1: that. <laughs> Although, I would hang out with that 11-year-old every day. No joke. <laughs> but yeah, uh...
3: Just really, I mean, all, all we're gonna do is gush over how great this film is, but uh, I think we should just go ahead and give it a score. Uh, Daniel, what would you give Deadly Prey? It's one of it's if like, you had to give it a number, I mean, you can give it a letter. It's like a uh, for awesome,
2: like you're driving down the road and you see that extremely ugly pug that gets cuter and cuter. It's like so ugly, it's cute. Mm-hmm. This movie's so bad, it's fantastic. Yeah,
3: I'd probably give it about an eight and a half. <laughs> That's <laughs> well of course our scale only goes to 10 but I give it an 11 this is the best movie we've ever done on the podcast and I'm not even joking I mean Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies of all time but you know knock on wood somebody close to me could die and then if like one of y'all just appeared and go here watch this it would all just melt away for at least for an hour and 28 minutes and then you know back to reality I wonder how long you had to stay in the tree (laughs) (laughs) Really? <laughs> That'd be funny if somebody
2: messed, tripped or something, messed up a take, and you just had to stay up there.
3: All right, guys. See, let's see. He's literally one <laughs> foot above their head <laughs> in no cover.
2: We stopped that part.
3: I know that when we watched it. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I the t- the, of course, well, I don't think we ever kind of finished the story, but about the, the he raped me daddy line. Because uh, uh, you had the controller, I think, Jesse, and you kept like, slowing everything down. <laughs> yeah. So then it wouldn't go, you know, he raped me daddy. <laughs> And our friend Jeremy uh, lost it. I mean, he lost it for like, at least like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and we're talking. That made everybody lo- like his alive, wife man. was. Michelle was there, wasn't she? And yeah. Ch- are you sure? That was just was all dudes. men. I thought she came. Like did some people come later? Because they were the girls were out or something. Because I remember her they, getting, ca- they came at the end. Yeah, maybe, so I guess yeah. she was there. Yeah, because yeah, she was getting pissed off that he wouldn't stop laughing <laughs> so loud. Yeah, you might be right. That's how amazing it was. <laughs> but, yeah, the,
1: uh, more, if,
3: you, if you've never seen The Shining or you've never seen Blade Runner, that's fine. You know, or Star Wars. Because I know you will watch those movies someday, but you mm-hmm. might never watch this movie. Yeah, they're and readily you will live, available. Yeah, you will live a life less worth, le- less worth living having not seen this movie. Like William Wallace said, every man dies. Not every man really watches Deadly Prey. So, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that And quote. woman. You know I mean? That's a direct quote from Braveheart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah and again I didn't do anything for In the real World simply because we don't have a concrete time frame we have a year yeah a, a range so it didn't
1: really do anything for that so nothing happened in 1986 <laughs>
3: yeah you know, it, was, it was a decent year it was all right. yeah, yeah, some yeah. other good some movies came out happened. but uh, real quick uh, I'll use that. I was going to use that time just to talk about my trip real quick because one of the not reasons for going I went to visit my parents and my brother for Mother's, uh, mother for mother's Day and my brother's over there as well but uh, every time I go to California, I like to go try to find something unique to go see or you know make have something to do other than just chill out because I've done the Walk of Fame and all that kind of crap before. And that's something you do one time. You don't need to go back to the Chinese theater and see the bad impersonators of you know, comic book heroes and everything in Halloween costumes. Yeah. Uh, So this year, we went to the Cabazon Dinosaurs, (gasps) which we talked about on the Pee-wee's Big Adventure Mm -hmm. episode. Uh, Posted a few pics on the Facebook page, as well as... I haven't done on my personal page yet, but uh, they're not as big as, like, they seem in the movie. To me, (laughs) like, you know, they just seem like... I mean, they're big. They're, like, three stories tall, I want to say, is the T-Rex. You still get to go in? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Which, there's a twist, but uh, they're just, I guess... Just the scope in the movie made them seem. I thought they would be bigger, pretty much. Uh, but they're there. They're cool. Uh, the Brontosaurus is a gift shop, uh, and the T Rex is actually. Uh, it was originally built meant to. Uh, the guy that originally built it was going to add a woolly mammoth and like make a whole park of giant dinosaurs, which he didn't. Uh, he died before it happened. And when he died, a group of creationists bought it. So when you go inside the T Rex, there's Elvira. Adam, yeah. uh, not dressed up like her sexy goss self. Uh, but that that rest uh, that, bo- that is still there, the interior, because uh, he built the dinosaurs to promote the restaurant.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Huh. It doesn't look the same from the outside, but uh, it's actually closed down now. But we went and looked in the window. You could see the bar where right. he dances and everything. It's just like, oh, man, like, why is this not open? <laughs> <again>? but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the T-Rex is a creationist museum. And by museum, I literally mean... That there's like three little or four little uh, poster board sized things saying, like, dinosaurs are, you know, and man live together, blah, blah, blah. So that's, the ex- that's what that place is today. Uh, there's also like a park behind the T Rex uh, where it's kind of gated off where you go in. And for like eight bucks, you can get in, but like it's a whole bunch of animatronics, including a chimpanzee riding a velociraptor. Hmm. And right next door to this chimp on a velociraptor a is a knight on route. a horse
2: before this yeah lit- they're in there it right is. now
3: now this is the shot with him and uh, I forget her name uh, where well, they're supposed to be inside the T-Rex's jaws uh, and they have that shot where they're, it's kind of behind them and you see like how like it, it looks pretty big uh-huh. it's not two people could me and my wife could bear about what you see actually there they are now we didn't see them at night so I don't know if they lit them up they're like lit up like that there's Bluto yeah <laughs> but see now all behind the T-Rex now is like a big fence and you get into it same way like by its tail and of course you got the jaws up there, but again the jaws are like two people could fit a breast in it. It's tiny, tiny. Uh mm. so it's not like in the shot coming up where like it's behind their head, like it looks mm. like it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I was I got we walk up this probably the tiniest circular staircase I've ever been up to get to the head. And it's just like There yeah, you are. Like, like, oh, it's, like literally there's nothing like So he couldn't get in there. Actually that big dude probably could not fit up the staircase to get to the head. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's tiny tiny. I was really kind of shocked. I mean I didn't expect see like it's not that. Right. It's that.
1: You two people yeah. would see that.
3: Yeah. About the width of Pee Wee and uh what's her name is literally the width of the actual uh, mouth of the T Rex. But uh it was cool, you know, it's always cool to see like something from you know, your childhood yeah. from a movie and all that. It was cool to see. Uh and funny story too is that we had we were in Big Bear Lakes, so we come down Big Bear towards Barstow, California, which is kind of on the way to Vegas, come down through the Mojave uh, by Joshua tree National Park into Cavazon, and there's here we have you know we have trees everywhere, but there it's a desert, and as many trees as we have here they have windmills. Oh, and I'm think awesome. like, oh like oh this is really cool. I never seen a windmill before, and they're barely turning I'm like, you know, you know cool, you know, I guess some of them are broken, some of them are turning some of them are, but they're not like spinning like a fan blade or anything. I mean, just slow. Like, yeah. oh, and there must be a breeze blowing. We get out of the car for the dinosaurs and nearly got blown over by the wind. Yeah. It was like stepping into a Creed video. It was just, <laughs> I mean, we were like. You wish you had your hair then. <sighs> so uh, we literally, at the, at the dinosaurs, there's a wall, like, kind of around them, like, where you kind of walk in, like, a, kind of set up like a park, if that makes any kind of uh, sense. Yeah, that's all a set. That's not inside the dinosaur uh, no at way, all. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, I mean, it was incredibly windy. Uh, that sign is not there, but that is kind of like you know, it is a museum, but again, now it's a creationist museum, and all that, like, kind of behind it. You, uh, nowadays, there's like windmills up on those mountains. And
2: what, why does he like decide that? to wait until morning before he you... can fit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, he's probably like. <laughs> eh. <laughs> He was going like scene. if if they only spend like 30 minutes up there I won't do anything to them cuz they can't be doing that much you know.
3: And actually where that camera is or actually where this camera is right here there's a Burger King now. Oh, oh it's that close? Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn. I mean it's it's literally off the interstate. Like <laughs> it, it's meant to be a roadside attraction. Yeah. Huh. But uh it's all still there just like you see. I mean it's just a little more modernized now. I'm not sure if this was shot on the same location or <laughs> maybe it was cuz uh nowadays it's much different. The interstate run, runs right in front of it. You got a gas station, railroad the track? diner. Did you see a railroad track? I didn't pay attention. I didn't, I didn't notice probably one. Probably wasn't
1: in the area then. Uh,
3: actually, no, wait, there was. Because there was, to the left of the interstate, when we got back on the interstate, the on-ramp went over railroad tracks. Uh-huh. So that probably, that's, that probably was done in proximity, in that same area. Because again, this is only about 40 minutes outside of Los Angeles. Uh, and later that day, we went to the Joshua Tree National Park, and, asked, and I was telling the ranger, like, oh, yeah, we got out of Cabazon, and the, the wind nearly blew us over. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, because that whole valley is between the peaks, like the two, like, that's kind of like the opening in the, in the mountain range. And he said, like, from 11 a.m. to midnight, the wind through there is, like, hurricane force. And he said, then at, like, 2 in the morning, there's nothing. And then it starts again in the morning. He said, uh, so it was really cool. But yeah, so you could anybody listening in that area, you know, if you didn't know about it, the Cavazan dinosaurs are right there, right outside of Los Angeles. Uh, it's right off Interstate Ten. In fact, if leaving Jesse's house, we just get on Interstate Ten Stay and drove for about thirty six hours, mm-hmm. we'd get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to find. Uh, in fact, if you're going anywhere near that area, you know, I think it's worth like a, you know, an hour drive to get to it, just to kind of see, take your picture in front of it, and check it out. The I wouldn't unless you really want to. It's eight buck, like seven ninety five to get into the museum, quote unquote. Uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily worth walking inside the T Rex. Yeah, but that's exactly what we saw. I mean, it's just windmills as far as you could see. Uh, but definitely, you can go. I mean, the the area to like the gift shop is free. You just have to pay basically to go into the park behind the T Rex and walk up the T Rex. Which honestly, you can skip it because it's not like the movie. You know, Like you could sit there and watch the you know chill out for a bit. It's Nothing. You go there, take a picture, and you're done. But uh, definitely worth seeing if you're in the area. So I would, I would definitely recommend it. Speaking of dinosaurs, ancient creatures that roam the earth, according to these people that own that place now, 2,000 years ago.
1: <laughs>
3: Seriously. But uh, <laughs> I, was, I was honestly excited going in because I was hoping there'd be, like, giant murals of, like, people with dinosaurs, you know, something yeah. just ridiculous but, like, cool at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: Jesus and a dinosaur. Yeah, like, ah.
3: Because, you know, it, he does say in the Bible he must tend to his other flocks. so maybe he's in America with Native Americans and dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. The lost book of Makes the Bible. Makes sense. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> kind of logical, I mean. <laughs> but anyway, uh, of course, last Friday saw the return of the king of the monsters, the one, the only, Gujira which
1: both me and Daniel already.
3: have seen. And this was the first movie you saw in a theater in quite a while I believe yeah. correct now let me ask you this because I, I know you you're, you, if I remember correctly you like the 98 one you know or you enjoy it no because we talked about it before on- I,
2: I'll watch it just because of the special effects Yeah, I can't you didn't, stand okay. the acting and all. I'm,
3: that. Just, I'm just don't want to get my facts yeah. right before I said something it's like Twister I like to watch Twister speaking of that that came on Showtime over the weekend <laughs> and I had stuff to do it was like oh I'm going to go play Final Fantasy i got to mow the grass blah yeah. blah blah I saw Bill Paxton, I was like, no. Must watch. It can all wait. Yeah. I haven't seen <laughs> Twister since V. I had it on VHS. Oh, wow. Like I mean, I haven't seen it in forever, but I s- it's one of those, like, I'm still watching, just remembering, like, every yeah. quote. I, I mean, it's so that. bad, but it's, again, it's it's no Deadly Prey. It's like Con mm-hmm. Air. Con Air's a bad movie, I'll watch it Well, no, 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 no. Con Air is like, there's Deadly Prey, and then there's Con Air. Con Air's a bad movie, but it's all awesome. It is, but, I mean, it's it's <laughs> Twister you got, Bill Paxton... <laughs> And just the, ludic- the lunacy of what's happening.
2: We got oh, A <laughs> yeah,
3: star from the Lost Boys, Jamie Gertz. Yeah. Who's and not so very funny. pretty in that. Uh, it's that hair, just yeah, like that it's the hair. Yeah. Late '90s businesswoman haircut. I don't know whatever you call it. <laughs> like women should have. She should have long hair, like she yeah. did in Lost Boys, because she looked good in that.
2: Yeah, she had that comedy. I think it was called Still Standing. Oh yeah, with she was uh, pretty in it.
3: Yeah, I forgot that dude's name. Kind of is it. That's not the same dude for that Mike and Molly show, is it? I don't think no, so. no, is it the dude that played Robert Baratheon? Oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, I watched. Well, the first season, I, think but it, I don't remember. Well, yeah, King yeah. Uh, Robert, the one that got killed by the boar. Who are we talking about? Uh, Jamie Gertz was in a television Go show. To still standing. Oh, we're talking about a different. I, thing. Yeah. I think it was that dude. Mark yeah, Addy. Mark Addy. Yeah, that is him. Robert Baratheon. <laughs> Basically, a, a pre King of Queens. Yeah. King of Queens first season, was the show. Right. Yeah. He was the first season again. He, he got Rome. killed. Yeah. Lots well, changed since then if you ain't watched it since the first season.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that show.
3: Yeah. yeah I think Jamie Gertz is pretty. No, I think yeah. she is pretty too, but not in Twister. Like No, mm. not in Twister. No. I mean I hate Helen Hunt,
1: but like yeah.
3: if I was Bill Paxton, yeah. <laughs> you know, based on how they look in that movie, <laughs> stick with Helen <laughs> Hunt. God, like Twister so it's so like you said, it's just enjoyable. It's like Connor, mm. like but Connor's better.
2: Yeah, Conair's better. Like I would yeah.
3: actually buy Conair to have. Like if they said like it's never, you're, yeah. you're, it's not gonna be on TV. You have to buy it. Like okay, done. Mm-hmm. Twister, you're not gonna be able to see it again. Ah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, got sidetracked with the Twister. <laughs> what am I talking about? Oh God, Jira. But uh, <laughs> uh, he's here, ladies and gentlemen, in the studio. <laughs> That'll
1: put some shock into people no, on the radios. Probably just cause <laughs> several accidents. <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Some some poor Asian listener. Like, oh no! Yeah. Oh no! God He's yeah. back. But uh, because you were very excited about this movie, Daniel. You go, you know, about it yes. coming out. Were you excited because you like Godzilla, or just because of the teaser trailer, or I like Godzilla.
2: I like I like I like a big monster wrecking shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you like Cloverfield? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I have <laughs> Cloverfield.
3: Uh, have you seen any of the other Godzilla movies aside from? I've seen
2: a few back when I was a little kid. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you a ton about Well, of course. I mean,
3: there's literally nearly 30 Godzilla yeah. movies, so... I
2: remember one where this
3: chick threw, like, a
2: orange into his mouth. It was, a, it was a Japanese lady. I guess it was me. But anyway, like, as soon as she threw it, you could see the little special effects. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> I'm not an expert, but the, I think that's Son of Godzilla. Yeah. But I, en- I think you're right. But mm. anyway, uh, uh... So, uh... No spoil. We'll, we'll say a spoiler before. Or are you familiar with the plot of the new one at all, Jesse? you Have any? Nah.
1: I got okay. spoiled
2: a little bit before I even watched it. Yeah. So oh. I I knew that little little change, but you could kind of see that coming.
1: Yeah.
3: If, if you per- did,
2: if you didn't watch it, you could see it coming kind of early on. But uh.
3: But um, I've uh, I get th- honestly thanks to Superstation TBS because several summers. They would play like they would have Godzilla marathons, and that was my education into the character <laughs> uh I've always been a big Godzilla not uh not a big Godzilla fan but I always like Godzilla movies uh there I think there's like twenty i think this this new one is like like the twenty ninth or the twenty eighth movie starring Godzilla uh, I know it's somewhere in that uh in that ballpark, but uh I've probably seen at least twenty of them uh, as far as I know uh. Up until this current one, my favorite one was Godzilla Final Wars, which uh, was actually done by uh, one of the more prolific J- modern Japanese directors. Uh, re- I can't some with an R, but he directed uh, Versus and I believe Battle Royale. Uh, but Godzilla Final Wars pretty much it's you know it's Godzilla against every single other monster he ever fought. <laughs> of course, Mothra teams up and helps him. We're watching him fight Mothra right now. <laughs> like, no, get away, get away, Mothra! Uh, but uh, that was probably my favorite up until, aside from the original, the original, the original black and white one. You know, the Gojira, not necessarily Godzilla at that point. Uh, but this one absolutely blew me away. How awesome it was! I thought it's it's by far the best Godzilla movie in my opinion. Uh, Daniel, your thoughts?
2: I enjoyed. Bye, it. bye, Mothra. Uh, for what I expected, it was fantastic. Like, I didn't expect Cranston to be so awesome. Like, I didn't well, kn- Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah, God yeah. dang, man! Just a oh that scene. Like, uh, yeah, he wasn't yeah. in it. He Shall wasn't in it too long, but
1: <laughs> this is gonna be a spoiler review.
2: <laughs> when are you, are you definitely going to watch? Oh
1: yeah, yeah,
3: it? yeah. You might. Not I mean, be. it'll
1: probably be this week. I'll see it. We'll yeah. holler back at you.
3: Okay. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything for you. But, uh, yeah, um, and I'm sitting here watching the movie, it wasn't until the credits came up that I realized the main dude was Kick-Ass. I've
1: never watched Kick-Ass. Yeah, I I knew that from the credits. Because
3: I'm watching, him like, the whole time, I'm like, this dude is so familiar. A lot of people, like, reading reviews hated him. He didn't bother me
2: that much. There was much. nothing wrong about yeah. it. Yeah.
3: I mean, uh, like, people were like, oh, he couldn't carry a movie. He wasn't, he's not meant to carry the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, in fact, uh. A lot of our friends that post reviews about it, they're all like, oh, it's slow, and it's a slow build. And like the first thing that I thought of was like, and again, I'm not, I'm not being rude to you, our friends, mm-hmm. like, I'm not calling out anything, but have you seen a Godzilla movie before? Mm-hmm. Because a Godzilla movie is usually an hour and a half, and there is an hour, an hour and ten minutes of Godzilla walking to wherever he's going, mm-hmm. and then the last uh, 30 minutes of the movie is Godzilla kicking ass. And this movie, they did it so well. Uh, of course you wanted more But uh, You know Pacific Rim gave you if, you if you want to see a lot of fight scenes Go watch Pacific Rim You got the middle beginning and end This one you got the big br- build up And when they revealed Godzilla And that roar hit People in the, in the theater just started clapping mm. I mean it was it was They did it so well Just that's You know Kind of like in Deadly Prey They pan up And there's got You know When you saw that That tail get uh oh blue. when it started glowing right blue i was like oh because <laughs> uh, i didn't i honestly didn't think they were going to do it because uh, they were uh that's one thing about the movie too that i really appreciated the story's ridiculous you know that there's a creature this big that live you know these creatures this big live yeah. you know so again i'm not i'm not hating on that but they took that story and made it so real like mm. it wasn't distracting mm. it wasn't like you know uh they explained what they were trying to kill him and, you know, and what he, you know, it's nature. It was, they didn't make it like something like, we created Godzilla by waking him, by testing the atomic bomb. It was more like, this is nature controlling itself, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't expect, I kind of had a hankering going in because I, kind of like you, that there was other monsters. Mm -hmm. But, uh, because, I want to say like, people were speculating, what is the new thing in the Godzilla trailer show about other creatures? I'm like, What? Which you know yeah, don't put that in. I watched st- that.
2: It's a little scene right at the let them fight, and then mm-hmm. it shows uh, the Muto flying over. I'm like, well, I, I, Which, that, that immediately said, well, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm I'm honestly glad <laughs> they did
3: because Godzilla was a bad guy in one moot Well, in he was a bad guy in the original, in the '98 remake, and the was Godzilla '85. The <laughs> well, there's that meme that says, you know, if you watch Godzilla backwards, it's about a benevolent. Dinosaur that comes and rebuilds Tokyo and then moonwalks into the sea. <laughs> if you watch it backwards,
2: um, there, there's a few things that were kind of a little bit cheesy to me. Uh, when the two mudos got together and they touched their their mouths and stuff, and then grabbed the, one of the nukes and put it next to the eggs, I was like,
3: "You didn't need that." I think it was just showing, yeah. like. They're doing like this is this because this is why they're doing it. I
2: mean, we know why, but just to show them having affection with each other, I don't know.
3: The only part that bugged me that I thought was ridiculous is where they're laying on the railroad track, Uh and the creature goes under it. Like he does. Like okay, I'm just saying. A a like if I'm walking through a world and like there's all these Lego things, (laughs) I'm gonna not give a shit what Mm -hmm. I step on. Also, the, the safe where the nuclear. Nobody happened to fly and see the back part <laughs> that was totally destroyed. Also, if it's filled with all this super radioactive stuff, why didn't the Mito just stay there? Stay there. You know, because it busted it out. Maybe it wasn't fresh. Nah, maybe. <laughs> but that one nuke had so much delicious juiciness. Uh, um, but at, that's, that's nitpicking the movie. The movie's yeah, fantastic. Yeah.
2: At, uh, at the end, yeah, th- these are all little gripes. The news thing showing Godzilla saves the day. I thought it was awesome because it was yeah, just like the old ones. So I, I loved it. I wouldn't have just. I wouldn't have shown that. Well, I, have, I love the fact that he walked back in. Yeah, that's that's classic and that's what you want. But it did have a question mark after <laughs> it, you know. But, <laughs> but it. Yeah, the
3: the effects were phenomenal. The the kid the kid, the guy Muto, the way he died. Oh, like, pe- <laughs> again, like, people cheered three times in the movie. They cheered when it, he revealed himself, mm-hmm. when his tail glued when he first did his breath, and then when he did that fatality at the end. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely epic. It was oh, so good. Did you see him choke a bitch? Oh, no joke!
2: <laughs> that was so... Me, <laughs> me and Josh thought the same thing immediately. I went over and I said, does Godzilla got a choke? I mean, he, like, grabbed her and pushed her into yeah. the hill. <laughs>
3: that was so awesome. Really, really good. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely go see it in the theater. you got to get that... Big screen, uh, high-definition sound. Uh, 3D, I wouldn't say is a must, but... you know, I watched it in IMAX out. 3D. It I adds. probably
2: would have liked it. It wasn't needed. Yeah. yeah. Gravity just, uh, was needed. Yeah. like I, I, It was I, a different experience want, yeah, exactly. watching that in 3D.
3: Mm-hmm. But the, the genius about Gravity is is that... Uh, well, let, me, let me say this. Some 3D movies, usually the 3D horror movies... They're only good in the theater, or you should yeah. only watch them in the theater, because there's so many things that are dependent upon the 3D, whereas a lot like uh, Winter Soldier or, uh, you know, all the Marvel movies come out in 3D now, like, they're not, Joss Whedon isn't like, okay, wait, this is not 3D, yeah. I need to have the hammer come out the screen. It's more just like, okay, they're just going to convert it to 3D or whatever, and, you yeah. know, because, let's be honest, 3D is only there to get people to go see movies at the theater instead of downloading on their, downloading on their computer. Or waiting for Netflix or whatever. I mean, that's honestly, that's, it's, it's a basically a gimmick of the film industry right now, so to speak, to get people to go see it. And in mm. a case of Gravity, phenomenal. <laughs> Godzilla, Winter Soldier, you don't, you know, I think mm. Days of Future Past might even have like a 3D showing. I'm not sure. I will be, Andrea like, wants to see that. So you don't, ugh, I have a bad feeling about this. You don't like it? Oh, I love, I love Hugh Jackman and I love First Class and like, the last, uh-huh. you know, the first class movie, but I think Future Pass is gonna. Uh, it just seems like there's too much going on in it. I got you to me, which mm-hmm. we'll find out this Friday. Yeah. So, so uh, I can't see. I'm gonna try to see it next weekend. Mm. Cool, but uh, yeah, go see Godzilla. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's just it's a it's a it's like in the, it reminds me of Independence Day, but not because it's but it's a good movie. Independence Day is a good bad movie to me, yeah. but uh, in that exactly. it's a perfect summer movie. Like, it's just, you know, it's it's fun, it's entertaining, good to look at, well acted. Uh, and again, don't go into it expecting it to be two hours of Godzilla fighting shit, because that's not a Godzilla movie. Godzilla is a
2: supporting actor in this movie. Yeah. I mean,
3: he he is in every yeah. movie. He comes in the end and saves the day. It's like a Superman, it's like, uh, never mind, I can't think of a good one, that makes sense. Because the best analogy mm-hmm. is, it's a Godzilla movie. Yeah. It's it's not the '98 one where they show Godzilla all the time and they have a bunch of little babies pop out for it's no. L- some it's Lubu reason. and Dynasty Warriors. There you go. I mean, you know, come half on, the match he's going to come in in the end exactly. and just kill everybody for you. That's good that's example. Ex- Great. Godzilla is Lubu. There you go. Great reference. <laughs> but yeah, that should get you caught up on that. But then also, I just want to talk about briefly about Amazing Spider-Man two because uh, we, of course, we've been away for a while, so there's a lot happening. Are you spoiling this? Yeah. You'd be talking to yourself. Okay, well, of mind. I won't spoil it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, basically, uh, the first one I think I've said. I haven't even seen the first one. Oh. Well, the first one, the first time I saw Amazing Spider Man, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it, but I was just like, eh. But then they show it on, they play it on Showtime all the time. So, excuse me, Stars. So I've seen it about four or five times now, like, you know, now. And upon watching it a couple of times, I really, really like it. It's like that chick with a good personality. Yeah, you know, she, you know wow, she, she's gets like, she gets prettier as, every, yep. the more I talk to her. Same thing with Amazing Spider-Man 1. Part 2 sucks.
2: <laughs> I like the way you said it.
3: Uh, it sucks. I mean, honestly, like, I will never watch it again. Damn. Uh, and I, I, let me phrase that. I might watch it one more time just to make sure I'm not hating it, but this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie that should have been called The Amazing Peter Parker. And uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. If you've read any of the comics involving these characters, you know what's going to happen.
2: Just give me a percentage of how much Spider-Man is in this movie as
3: you know, okay. Spider-Man. Let, let's yeah. say the movie's two and a half hours. You see Spider-Man maybe 20 minutes. Damn. There is... There you go. There's an opening, you know, f- three-minute fight scene. Then there is a middle scene when Electro... Kind of like you see in the trailer, where you like in Times Square. And then there's the end. And that's all you see of Spider-Man. Uh, the other... Of course, you might see him in the suit just talking, but as far as action, this movie is... This This should have been two movies. And they should have thrown in some our, stuff going on.
2: Our next movie should have been
3: two movies. Yeah, well, I mean, it basically was. In a, in a sense. I mean, I will, you,
2: you know what I'm going to say yeah, about yeah, that yeah. movie.
3: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man, if, it's worth seeing once just to see... Because... This movie is, it, remi- it reminds me of Batman Forever. In mm-hmm. fact, th- this is Spider-Man Forever, or Peter Parker Forever, if you will, because you got Jamie Foxx, who's, I think, wasted. He's great as Electro, but he's, if you've seen the trailer, he's like a bumbling, he's like Jim Carrey from Batman Forever. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Spider-Man, I'm your biggest fan. And then, oh, wait. Okay, we, you know he's Electro, it's no spoiler, but here's how he turns into Electro. He's fixing this thing, and it shocks him. And it, the shock then knocks him into a vat of electric eels. Uh, and that, that's how he becomes Electro. Now, granted, that's, uh, that's not far-fetched from a dude getting bit by a radioactive spider. But it, they, it's, it, it's too complex for what it's doing to me. It, would, it, would just, it made me think of Batman Forever the whole time. And then uh, probably the worst thing this movie does is in the last ten minutes, the Green Goblin shows up. Literally the last ten minutes. Uh, there's just too much going on in this film, and it spends most of the its time talking about just Peter and Gwen just talking like, "I love you," "I don't love you," "I can't be with you," blah 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 blah, and then it ends. Now, uh, and I, and here's my real, truly biggest complaint with this movie: if you've seen the trailer, where you know it shows him swinging the manhole, fighting Rhino, and dodging electro's blasts, you've literally seen every fight scene in the movie. Uh, excuse me, except the opening one. Uh, in fact, uh, just so you don't get, uh, not disappointed, Rhino shows up in the last two minutes of the movie. Like, it's, because I'm watching the movie, I'm like, is this not even in the film? And it is at the last second, like, for no reason. But anyway, uh, oh, and not to mention the biggest, uh, not the biggest, the dumbest post-credits thing ever. Two things. One, halfway through the credits, they show a scene from Days of Future Past, has nothing to do with Spider Man, and then the like the second quote unquote end scene. Our YouTube users can see me doing air quotes like Doctor Evil. Uh, you have to take your phone out and Shazam the song that's playing to unlock an extended I, credit sequence. I hope that's not a, a new thing coming. It's fucking retarded, and I watched it and I didn't notice anything different. All it does the the post credit scenes are like showing schematics of things. Uh, excuse me, the, the ending credits I should say. So, like, they show, like, uh, Green Goblin's glider. They show Rhino's horn. They show the Doc Ock arms. They show the vulture wings, which you see in the movie. And then they show, Because, uh, of course, the next one, they're set at the Sinister Six. The next thing they show is Craven the Hunter's logo. And then they show, like, a ma- like a Phantom of the Opera-type mask, which I'm everybody's assuming it's Black Cat. Because there's a character named Felicia in Amazing Spider-Man 2. But anyway, if you're going to the movies this weekend, yeah, even this weekend, we can't, can't speak on Days of Future Past, I'm I don't know about it, but uh, go. I think we can both agree that your best bet is to go see Godzilla. The king of the monsters is king of the summer, so far. So, and sports rewind this week or video game? Sports,
2: but it's not interesting. When we, sh- I should have did it
3: first. It doesn't <laughs> matter. That was a good. That was a good little discussion, though. I can't hear anymore because I jumped and jerked my <laughs> headphones off. Yeah, it's,
1: it, <laughs> it, it's Sports <laughs> Rewind. So. Sports Rewind. Thank you for the beverage, Jesse. Oh, yeah. um, so According to
2: IMDb, uh, Daily Prey came out on November 30th. Uh, one of the Seven. famous birthdays on November 30th. I hope I haven't done this already. I don't think I have. Um, he, he knows. Bo? Yeah. Did I, did I do Bo yet? I don't think oh, we I talked did about it. him in Techno
3: Bowl, but I don't think you yeah. talked about his birthday or yeah. anything.
2: Uh, Bo Jackson was born. Uh, he is fifty-one. Uh, Bo Jackson is one of those athletes. Uh, Deion Sanders, Michael Jordan tried it, failed. Yeah, miserably. <laughs> who was very good at two sports. Uh, if, you, if you're able to be a professional baseball player and professional NFL, football player, that's pretty damn good, and that shows your athleticism. That just at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I told I did say this last time. He played football as a hobby. <laughs> baseball was his passion, but he decided he wanted something to do in his spare time. He played football. He played football, and probably was better at football than he was at baseball. I mean, uh, if if it weren't for injuries that plagued him, this guy would be potential Hall of Famer in two sports, which that's never been done. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Probably be done. And I watched the uh, thirty for thirty with Bo. Oh, I've been, been, I've been on that's, my Netflix. Interesting. He's uh avid hunter now. Like so Shawn Michaelson. He has a yeah. man man cave where he has I mean, this is like moose head stuff. Wow. Like big time, big game hunting. So uh he's kind of a weird not a weird guy, but he's uh he likes to keep to himself now. That's so cool, it's though, kinda man. it's kinda odd to see uh him like speaking from that I movie. Mean, he's still, you know, He's still Bo, yeah, but <laughs> Bowden still knows. Yeah.
3: He likes his private life now. I think that's awesome. You know, I mean, like, uh, and he probably could get away with it more than like Jordan walks down the street. You know, it, he's gonna get Dude. like he can't. He can't walk down the street. Yeah. You know, all those hands commercials. There, there was <laughs> there was a point where, like, that was yeah that you know back in the injury, day. Injury just
2: killed him. Well, he's playing in <laughs> two sport,
3: you know, two professional sports. He, he
2: could have been like Michael Jordan to me. He wouldn't have been everybody. You, so many, there's billions of people who know who Michael Jordan is, but
3: uh, Bo Jackson could have been like that. <laughs> I remember uh, one of the, excuse me, one of the uh, most valuable baseball cards for one of the sets one year when I was actually collecting them. Like I've talked about, speaking of Jordan in a Bo nose commercial, yep. uh, but there was a, uh, the McEnroe? Yep. There was a uh, one of, uh, other side for maybe his rookie card, one of his most valuable cards was it was a black and white picture where he's got his shoulder pads on and he's got his baseball bat over his shoulders. <laughs> it was like just a random insert card mm-hmm. in one of the sets. And that that was like the card that like, if you pull that, when you open it, like everybody, oh, I'll trade you this. I'll trade you <laughs> this. Andre Dawson, Don Mattingly, rookie mm-hmm. for that card. Like, nah, bro, it's Bo. I, I remember that more than anything. Just that, co- like, I never had it. Friends had it. You know, it's like, wow. I'm like, cool, bro. You got, you got know You got the, you got the card. <laughs> that's that's honestly the biggest thing I remember about Bo Jackson. I had his second year card. I never
1: had his rookie card. Oh man! So doesn't uh, Russell Wilson play baseball too?
2: He went to spring training with the.
1: Oh, he, almost. He there. would never. Yeah, he would
2: never make the, the team. I don't think he wants to actively play in the MLB. I I may be wrong, but
1: I don't see how you could be good I, at football and then want to play baseball. I don't know if anybody's gonna be like that anymore. Yeah, I,
2: it's
3: not going to happen too often.
1: Well, I'm just saying, you know, because football is fun to play and watch, and baseball
3: is boring as, like, you might as well watch the grass grow on the field. <laughs> Unless you're watching the naked gun. That that version of baseball is amazing. Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember him breaking the bat all the time. Which is, like, you know, it's like when you see Shaq break, shatter the backboard, and then Bo just strikes out and then... Come on, uh,
1: Bo, run it out! I don't remember him doing that, but...
2: Watch how easy he
3: does it. Yoink!
1: Jeez. <laughs> there was
3: one too. Uh, the one, the one I'm thinking of is like he just. I think he strikes on the immediately, just breaks it over his knee. Just. But the deal whoosh. with that is, he just. That's a damn curved surface. How, he's got to have balance as
2: well <laughs> as he's pulling his bat down. I think it cracks a little bit when he hits the ball,
3: so it's still. Uh, he just put it out of its misery. Yeah. That's why he became a hunter. That <laughs> dude <laughs> said exactly what I was. Doing. Yeah, Bo Jackson's yeah. one of the. Especially in terms of the '80s, I mean, one of the right, you know, Jordan.
2: ridiculously fast too. Jordan for, Montana Jackson, for such a big guy. Awesome. Anyway, well, happy that birthday, was...
3: Bo.
1: So, what was the health? Knee, knee, knee. Yeah, kind of need those. You need at least knees. two good ones. You need. <laughs> you need. There your was one knees. thing in the thirty for
2: thirty where they had a brawl. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bo wears a bra. No, a brawl, like a fight. Oh, a brawl. Like, no, ain't nobody want to mess with <laughs> <him>. <laughs> He's just standing Smash. there, and everybody's like. <laughs> Spider-Man,
1: bro. <gasps> <sighs> just for no reason. I already, you already caught it.
3: Yeah. Might as well just show off. the yeah. See <laughs> how <laughs> so I can go. I know what that guy was like. Whoa, shit. Yeah. I'm like, damn. This... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I know, I'm, hope, I'm glad you said his age, was the uh, first question was going to be, how old is he now? Yeah. That's not that old. Like, yeah. Try to so. watch that
2: 30 for 30. It's was, it was pretty you know, interesting.
3: Like on I said, YouTube, huh? it's on my queue. Oh, right there. There you go. Yep. Oh, no, That's a great series.
2: He one of those things where... Uh, no, I don't want to get into that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: All right, he, there, There's a team that wanted to draft him in the Major League. I, one of the drafts, they wanted to draft him. So they kind of got him in trouble. So he wouldn't be eligible anymore. Huh. So that he, that he would have to go pro. They had like the first pick. I maybe Tampa Bay's ringing a bell, but when he found out about that, he basically said, "If you draft me, I am not, <coughs> I'm not. I'm not going to play for you. I, I put it out there right now." Yeah, they didn't draft. Me. Awesome. He just. Filed, I'm not going to
3: play for you if you do this. That's so awesome. <laughs> wow, Bo well, Jackson, that... '80s icon. And All right, that was sports rewind. <coughs> Well, that ends pretty much ends the year of 1986 for us here. Again, we, know we talk about a lot of stuff, but remember, Deadly Prey, it's on YouTube. There's no reason you should not watch this movie uh, at least once a week. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I'll settle that you at least watch it once just so you, you can understand the incredibleness of this film. And I'm just kind of talking right now because I'm trying to get to an email we had so I can cover that because I didn't think to print it out before I got here. But uh, <laughs> don't forget, everybody, there are... Oh, actually, I found it right here. I'll get it ready. But anyway, we're not the only podcast on the Awesome Podcast Network. Of course, Geekly Dose is back on, seems like, about a bi-weekly yeah, kind of Yeah, he'll be schedule. back in here pretty soon, too. <laughs> Throw, <laughs> <God. laughs> Got him, too, from, what,
2: left field? Or no, he was center, wasn't he? He was a center towards right field when
3: he threw it. Yeah, we're still
1: watching Bo Jackson. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> he's
3: just... Bo knows, man. I mean, he's great. But, uh, of course, there's Geekly Dose, which... Uh, Tim Bridgewater's back with Caitlin... Caitlin Frank. Caitlin Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, like I briefly mentioned Amazing Spider-Man 2, they go into a really in-depth uh, review of it on the latest episode, so after you've seen it, they do a spoiler and a spoilers, spoiler-free one, so check that out. There's also the old episodes of Duo Attack, the Jesse Sedgley podcast, Why Don't You Know This?, and Republic City Report with Tim Bridgewater as well. Uh, again, that'll probably kick back up when that new season of uh, Legend of Korra starts because that's what that podcast is about. And then mm-hmm. next week, everybody, we go one year into the future '80s terms into 1987, uh, a very, very good year for me because I turned seven. <laughs> so that was good. That was a another big year of life. <laughs> it's a highlight. But uh, next week we're going to be talking about one of the true <clears throat> classics and probably the second best Stanley Kubrick film in the form of Full Metal Jacket. This movie that made a household name of one, Arlie and made you never want to go to boot camp.
0: Hmm.
3: To me, it was, it'd be a double-edged sword. I might get a drill instructor that's that entertaining, but then I don't want to have a Gomer Pyle on my <laughs> platoon. So, Speaking of platoon, they were competing movies that year. Uh, platoon came out in 86, Full Metal Jacket was in 87. Hmm. And a quick fun fact, preview for next episode, a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people believe that Full Metal Jacket didn't get the uh, respect, so to speak, that it deserved because it followed Platoon's win for Best Picture. Mm. And again, around that time period, you had a ton. That was the Vietnam era of movies. Like, kind of like you had World War II shooters for like years. And that's all people would make. You had, you know, Full Metal Jacket, you had Platoon, you had Casualties of War, Hamburger Hill, all these Vietnam movies coming out, all basically telling the same thing that the Vietnam War sucked and it made everybody, <laughs> you know, it took good people and made them desensitized, so to speak. But that's next week, everybody. Can you see a feel-good Vietnam movie? Then. No joke. Show the good side of it. <laughs> wow. Talk, that'd be like Tom Cruise trying to make a movie where Nazis are the good guys. Yeah. But anyway, next week, everybody, Full Metal Jack, let's, that's actually, that's the second, yeah, actually, that would be our second Kubrick movie, so it'll be interesting to see, because Daniel, you love The Shining. Yeah. So interesting to see what you think of Kubrick's take on uh, World War Vietnam. So we'll be back next week, everybody. Again, oh wait, oh I mentioned the damn email and I didn't even. I was about to skip past it. (laughs) Uh, We got an email from John John, and that's how it showed up on my Gmail. So actually, I think he signed. No, he just signed it John at the bottom. But it come across your email was sent to me as John John. So I'm just saying John. I don't know if it is you know last name might be John John. John. Yeah, John John. But uh. He was actually... I'll just read part of it because I'm going uh, to turn it over to you, Jesse, because he had a couple of questions that you'll be able to answer. What? But anyway, he says, Hey, Trey, Daniel, and Jesse, I discovered your podcast searching for a podcast about Ghostbusters. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters, was what that was our last, uh, not 2013, but 2012 Halloween series, wasn't it? It wasn't last year's, right? Didn't we Possibly. do Ghostbusters? Like, I don't remember. I think it... Well, no, we did a quiz. We've done this. We've done a couple like episodes. Years, <laughs> yeah, we've done a. we've done like, you know... More than three. So, <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I think it was our that was our first Halloween batch. But anyway, I've been listening off and on. Shame on you, John. No off, only on. Uh, ever since. In January this year, I decided to try and start my own podcast, looking back at movies, games, and television I grew up with, blah, blah, blah. This is like, I want to listen to more and more podcasts. He went back and caught up on our older episodes. Thank you very much. And he realized that we're in Baton Rouge and he's in Lafayette. So, Heidi oh, re- Ho, good neighbor. I replied to this guy. Oh, good. Well, okay, John, for all the technical stuff, see your email. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but anyway, you just said, great content, guys. A lot of fun to listen to. Uh, and they record, they're getting off their feet. They're recording their 20th episode tonight when he sent this, which was May 17th. Congratulations. Uh, they were doing Stand By Me, which we haven't done yet. So uh, stop doing movies that we haven't done, you copycat. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> picking, guys. Uh, good luck. Uh, I've actually, I haven't added it onto my podcast yet because, like I said, I just go back to my trip. And I've actually haven't been... Listen to any podcast lately, but I would definitely be giving you guys a subscribe and a comment and a uh, favorable review after I listen to the material because I don't just give <laughs> out reviews without listening to the stuff. But uh, I'm sure it's great. And I look forward to listening to it. So thanks for the reply. And you know, we're here if you need us. You know, nothing like some friendly competition. Yeah, I
1: mean, there ain't much else in Lafayette. Oh, no, I'm just. Last time up. I went to Lafayette, it was uh, it was like one a.m. You know, when I normally work, and. uh I went under this bridge, and it came up. The streets were full of people. Like, was for an blocks apocalypse? and blocks and blocks. And uh, I didn't know what the hell was going on. It felt like Mardi Gras. There were, you know, the statues and stuff, and the, you know, people like, playing trombone in the streets and stuff like that. Wow. It was very weird. Uh, John, let us know if that's a regular occurrence in Lafayette mm. or... No, I, I, I later found out, once I got to the end of the road, it said... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the door. <laughs> <on> the door. <laughs> nice. Daniel got mad because the scene was getting cut. <laughs> that was for YouTube. Um, uh, Festival International? Or oh, yeah. Like that? Mm-hmm. I had no idea that existed. Yeah, I've heard about it. I know it was something big enough to where streets were filled with yeah, people. Yeah, it was like... But I have heard of it. ...blocks just... Wow. I was like, I got to get out of here. (laughs) Because I heard like there was a burger place open there. I was like, I'm not getting out of the car. (laughs) No way. Stay
3: safe. (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, he closes his email. We are awesome, pun intended. Hold on, I missed that. I guess I don't see where the pun is in there. guys. Awesome Podcast Network. Oh,
1: never mind. Thanks, Jesse. (laughs) I don't drink a lot of Coke, so I'm like amped up on sugar right now. Awesomepods.com got a facelift where... A little more sleek now.
3: And then is it, is it formatted for see. the phone differently? Because that's yes, how I first is. went to look at it, and it was like totally yeah, different. The, I don't the, know if that was... The
1: phone, uh, it's just go. functional. Mm-hmm. But on a computer, you know, it's much better looking.
3: Yeah, so check out the new uh, website. And again, Same John...
1: Sedgley Films and Sedgley Games. They all got a facelift.
3: Definitely. If you don't, haven't liked them on Facebook yet, especially Sedgley Games and Films, uh, throw a like over there. You can see what me and Dana look like on Sedgley Films and see some of the mere creative genius of our producer, Jesse Sedgley, as he makes board games now. Uh, that's something else I do (laughs) so check it out and uh, speaking of days of future past we have our music video on sedgleyfilms.com and YouTube of course Uh, get you hyped up for that movie uh, which which is coming out this Friday but uh, finish out John's email he says throwing us a five star review as soon as he finishes the email thank you very much John if you'd like to uh, uh, also check out their podcast as well the website is www.nvnpodcast.com go over there and check those guys out as I will be doing shortly as well now returning the favor.
1: Nostalgia, I believe. Cool name.
3: Oh, my wife thought of a good name for I a believe. podcast that she wanted to do, but then she quickly said she didn't. <laughs> she wanted to call it. Uh, remember, how we talked about three P's in a podcast. Uh huh. She or I think that was one of Tim's suggestions or something. We talked about funny a uh, good name that was. She t- said three B's in a podcast. Three, three bitches. P's. Oh. Okay. And she was going to get Melissa, her and crystal and i said oh, that's, that's good you should do that you should do that, that that'd be you know talk about whatever you bees pitch. want to talk about <laughs> you know and she's like oh no we'll just say i'm like whatever so if you want autumn and J- and <laughs> melissa and our other friend crystal to do a podcast called three bees in a podcast where a bunch of women bitch at things yeah by all means send an email to hadesrevisited at gmail.com but uh, also don't forget by as we're closing out this episode uh We're winding down the 80s here, year by year. got 87 coming up next. After we finish that, we're going to have a month-long block of requests before we fill out a few more movies that we've been needing to do before we hit our epic 100th episode, which will be and solve once and for all one of the greatest questions of mankind, which I will not reveal yet because it's too soon.
1: Way too soon. (laughs) So your cat keeps
3: opening the door and moving the camera for our YouTube listeners. Uh, watchers and such. So again, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Eighties revisit at gmail.com, awesomepods.com. dot com. Check it out. And I would tell you to go to Amazon. Uh, AwesomePods dot com. Click on the Amazon link before you buy Deadly Prey. But again, you can't buy it. You can only watch it on YouTube. But if you are buying anything else, go buy Deadliest Prey. Is it? I know it's
1: on. Is it on Amazon? It's on their website. Yeah. Google it. Definitely. A
3: double yell. No, no more to say. Yep. Cowbong, everybody. Oh, that's
0: good. the Step by step, after Find this
2: show and more on facebook.com slash awesomepods. And
0: follow us on Twitter
3: at Awesome Pods.